there's so many different keys and books. Like, and, and, and again, where I've, I come from an environment where, again, being the smart one, being the nerd, being the one that reads is not seen as a cool thing. A hundred percent. And this is where in our, in our culture, we preach the wrong shit. We preach the popping bottles uh, because, again, we're trying to impress other people because we're trying to live for other people. We preach consuming drugs because, for whatever reason, that, that's cool. And fucking up your body is cool. That's crazy. It's insane. It, you know, so it's, it's like we're preached. The reason why we are in this cycle when it comes to our culture is because we repeat the same stuff and we're preaching the wrong things. And I'm telling you, 50 Cent, which I'm a big fan of 50 Cent, I read one of his books and he said, you know, in this book, I've given all the keys to success. But I promise you, you tell somebody from the hood to read this book, they won't read it. Wow. That's crazy. Sheesh. That all the keys, that you, basically yeah. all these books are mentors. A hundred percent. You have mentors in Literally all these books. That all you have to do is just read. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the E-Formula Podcast. It's your host, Mohamadi. This is the episode where I introduce you to entrepreneurs with inspiring stories, entrepreneurs that have built successful businesses, and entrepreneurs that have paved, that have paved the way, built systems through which you, as an aspiring entrepreneur or a current entrepreneur that are looking for other ventures to get involved, to follow, to replicate the success they're having. My guest today is someone special. The first day that we met, we pushed a boat in the ocean. Yep. It's an incredible story. It doesn't it it sound it, real. Indeed. indeed, indeed. We pushed a boat in the ocean and yep. maybe you get to hear a little bit of that story. But Chris, welcome to the show. Thank you, my brother. Thank it's, you. It's, Thank you. Uh, when I started the podcast, you was one of the first people that I had in mind. Like, Thank you. I need to get Chris out here because the story, like how you, like, the old situation, how you transcended against all the odds yeah, yeah. to build the empire that you have built. Yes, thank you. Thank Before you. we get into <laughs> some questions, yeah. why don't you introduce yourself to the audience? Who is Chris? Yeah, so I'm Christopher Munoz. I consider myself a hustler, somebody that doesn't really have any limitations. I have a massive abundance when it comes to self-belief. I believe that anything that you want to do in life, you could definitely get it done. A hundred percent. I come from an environment where it's a less, you know, a, a less privileged environment, an a environment where there's barely any hope, there's barely any success. So I'm from the Dominican Republic, wow. a town called Rincón La Vega, and that is a town where kids don't even have the proper nutrition to actually grow. Wow. Like if you see a twelve-year-old, he, you probably think he's eight. Wow. That's how bad it is, right? But I always knew that I wanted something bigger and that I had the magic in, in me that God gave me to influence and impact other people and also level up myself and also level up those around me. So. I love that. <laughs> you already heard the name of the company, right? Level up. Yes, indeed. You know, yeah. I know like I've seen a lot of the conferences that you have yep. done, packed rooms of yep. people that are just willing and committed to learn. Yep. And you showed up, you host like three days events, yep. handhold people through yep. the process and show them exactly what you're doing yeah. and how you was able to build this empire. I'm excited. You know, this channel, a lot of people are watching this. Some of them are already entrepreneurs. Some of them are thinking about becoming an entrepreneur. Yeah. 
And, you know, why don't you share, share with us the idea, when did Chris know that he wanted to be an entrepreneur? Ooh. And what was the first thing you decided to try in your entrepreneurial journey? I always knew that I wanted to become an entrepreneur. I always knew that I had it in me to make my own money and to be financially stable. I always knew that. You know, when, when, when my dad left us at the age of 12, 13, wow. I was working at a sneaker store. Bro, we have that in common. Really? I work in the sneaker store. Really? My first job in America. That's amazing. So right. did I, man. When wow. I was 12, 12, 13 years old, and I was working in a very dangerous block on 161st and Fort Washington. And I was 12 years old, and I was actually the manager of wow. the sneaker store at that age. But that sneaker store was actually... That, that should stay a lot while <laughs> you're all managing a store. <laughs> yeah, because I had to bring money back home. You know, we didn't have the money to be able to sustain ourselves. I remember I was sleeping on, on a mattress with my brother and stuff like that because wow. my dad left us, right? And we wow. were going through that transition. So I told myself, I got to go, go out there and get it. You know, so I was always in love with fashion and sneakers so i felt like it was you know it was natural for me to lead a, a sneaker store and honestly that sneaker store was actually a cover-up they were actually selling drugs wow through that sneaker store and i was part of the process wow right and honestly it was a very unfortunate event but i i honestly learned so much about communication how to sell how to do so many different things because again i was the manager of that store Wow. You know, um, then I was in New York City. I'm telling you, New York City is, is an environment that, or back then, I should say, I mean, it's still pretty bad now, but it's just an environment where it's so dangerous and you're fighting so many different challenges. A hundred percent. That's really, really hard for you to grow up with a good mind, if you will. A hundred percent. Right. And I grew up in that. And I knew, and, and I told myself, the second I get the opportunity to leave New York City, I will. But not to just leave it and forget about it, to leave New York City and find the resources, find the knowledge that I can then bring back to my community. Powerful. You know, That's so, the purpose. Yeah, yeah. And in high school, I was always a, a 4.0 student. I, I knew that learning was cool. Yeah. If you look at now, if you, if you are a, a nerd or, or, or if you learn, if you're smart, like that's a bad thing. Yeah. It makes no sense It's to like me. society. It's like a, it, I cannot... I, just cannot wrap my head around no. it. So many things are so like all over the place right now. Yeah. You know, you mentioned something really interesting. You was raised by a single mother. Yes. Single mother. Yeah. Wow. You know, something that I, I like we was talking about this earlier, I'm genuinely, genuinely worried about the future yeah. of, you know, the kids that like literally the future of this country, literally. Yeah. When you think about 20, 30 years ago, you have single mothers mm -hmm. that would stand for the kids, would do everything to have the kids go through school. Yeah. And today, and the, sing, the generation of single mothers to come is literally not going to be anywhere close to those single mothers. Yeah. They have not finished. Yep. Scrolling through Instagram, <laughs> they have not f went through the yeah. Kardashian stories, mm -hmm. you know, series. They have not finished trying to find the next guy to fly out to Miami too. Yeah, yeah. Right, they have not finished yeah. finding out what guy they're gonna go to the club with. Mm -hmm. Let it, let alone raise a child. Yeah, and this is what's gonna happen. They're chasing. They're going after 
man to get kids yeah. to pretty much get child support money. Yeah. Not thinking about the responsibility that comes with having a child without a father. Yeah. yeah. So it's powerful, man. Yeah. And that goes to everybody. I think there's a lot of people that they don't really know who themselves are. Yeah. Like, who, who are you? Like, what's your true identity? You know, what are your beliefs? What are your values? What are your morals? Like, what's your purpose in life? What do you want to do? How are you going to better this world? You know, I feel like a lot, a lot of people are just so busy. Yeah. Busy being busy and not busy being productive in the sense of figuring out life. Mm. And also, they're not being present. Yeah. They're not being present. When you're not being present and you're just playing the rat race that everybody's playing, you don't really get to live. That's why I tell people all the time, are you really living life? Yeah. Are you taking that advantage of the magic that we have? A hundred percent. Because it's not about money. I'm, I'm telling you, even, you know what's crazy? Even when my family was at a very, sl- at, at a very low financial state, mm-hmm. we, we still had fun. Wow. We still enjoyed life. Even when I go back home to New York City, mm-hmm. my favorite dish is ordering chicken broccoli from the local Chinese store. Wow. That's, I love that. And it I do that to this day. It makes happy. I, it makes, it completes me. It makes me whole. A steak from Nursery would not be able to fill that void. Oh, yeah. No. For, listen, forget about Nobu downtown. Wow. I've been there countless of times. It doesn't fulfill me. It doesn't complete me. Right. And that's the thing, as we said earlier, there are people that are living life for others. They're not really living 100%. life or doing things for themselves. A hundred percent. And that's the biggest problem. And, you know, that's a big subject to expand. You know, when you think about, I always say, try to define what's fun for yourself. Yep. Define what's fun for yourself so you get to do that and make it a priority for you to do that. And when you lay out your boundaries and you, people know that when it comes to you, this is how you enjoy yourself. Mm-hmm. And you're not going to enjoy yourself based on whatever enjoyment they think it's going to be fun for you. Yeah. They'll start coming to your world and they'll start realizing that <laughs> there's a lot more to enjoy than and, what they think it's enjoyable. And, and especially in the small things. Oh, yeah. Like one thing you do is you like seeing the sunrise. Yeah. I'm sure that completes you. That makes your oh, day a lot better, right? Just think about this, right? You wake up at 6, mm-hmm. take a 20-minute drive early when there's nobody on the road. Yep. Drive up the bridge and go to the beach. Mm-hmm. The sun haven't come out yet. <laughs> just imagine that feeling. Yeah. You're walking at the beach before the sun rises. Yeah. You're sitting down and just watching the sun rise. Like, if I was to ask you, within in the last 30 days, have you watched the sunrise? If you have not, please, please do yourself a favor and watch the sunrise at least once a week yep. and see how much impact that's going to have in your life. It's yeah. powerful. It is. It is. No, it you is. seeing the sunrise entails that you are fully awake before the sun has risen. Yeah. Yeah. Compare that to somebody that got out of bed at 9 o'clock. Yep. And I was rushing to work and now they have a, a rushed life, which is honestly what most people have. People live a life where you wake up so late that you're rushing absolutely everything. You even rush how you brush your teeth. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, and like a rushed life is literally a life without mindfulness. Indeed. And mindfulness is a very powerful state, like word of mind. There's, I have a book here called mind, Mindfulness and it really, really have helped me to see life in a very different way. Yeah. Just thinking of the picture, mm-hmm. 
that we like just we walk around all the time, right? Let's say you're walking around Brickell, for instance. Mm -hmm. Have you ever stopped and just think about like, wow, I like the way this building and the trees are all like streamlined, mm -hmm. aligned. It's beautiful. Yep. We don't. We just say, oh, this is pretty, and we don't take it in. And we just continue. Yeah. We just continue. But yeah. if you spend a couple of minutes to be mindful, yeah. you realize that, oh, wow, there's this bird on, on, on the tree making this beautiful song. Yeah. Oh, there is this water running. Yeah. <laughs> and you can really enjoy it. And it's things that you're not going to notice. Indeed. I walk around, I walk around Kibiskan here mm -hmm. and I've seen a shark like two times or three times. I see beautiful bluefishes in the morning. Blue fishes around, like in the morning, in the water. Right, right. You see school of fishes, like 25 of them, big fishes just going. I'm like, how many people don't get to see that? When was the last time you saw a fish shrimp in real life? And yet you live next to it. But because mm. we're super busy, we never get to really put our, our feet in the ground yeah. and really enjoy what is meant for us to enjoy. Yeah, and capitalize off the small things around you. A hundred percent. Yeah, because we are like like we was made to live in nature, and we built all this stuff to put ourselves in it, mm -hmm. and we wonder why we're depressed. Like it's you are not supposed to be in this type of environment. You're supposed to run naked with maybe a couple of things covering yourself through mm -hmm. the woods somewhere, and you know, and defend your child, defend defend the little ones, yeah, and strive to reproduce. Today, it's sad to see a lot of people, I don't want to have kids. Yeah. It's like, why you don't yeah. want to have kids? Yeah, yeah. If your parents have take, taken that approach, you would not be here. And it's a responsibility for us to keep the generations going. Yeah. You know? Wow. We can... We, we got in there. <laughs> we got in there deep, right? <laughs> we can really take this to a whole different level. <laughs> well, let's just... Let's, start, let's come back to, you know, Chris... I see right now you have Level Up, yep. you know, Level Up Academy. Yep. You have Level Up, you know, platform. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How did you get into trading? And first, the first things, do you focus on crypto or on stock? Oh, we do a lot, man. Everything. We do a lot. Honestly, if you look at Level Up Enterprises, Level Up is, is essentially all the things that I've been able to implement in my own life that have helped me level up. Wow. And I just turned that into a business. Into you just an, turned that into Into an empire, into an ecosystem. Cool. Right? Because uh, right now, Level Up Enterprises is both a personal development and also an entrepreneurial group. Wow. And now, within that entrepreneurial group, we show you, we expose you to different pillars. Different opportunities. Opportunities, avenues, vehicles, right? So, for example, if you want to learn how to invest in stocks long term, we show you how to do that and how to build wealth doing that, right? Mm. We showed you... If you want to make money every single day and you want to trade, we show you how to trade not just stocks, but crypto, futures, forex. We trade everything under the sun and we have admins and experts that are part of the team. Wow. Um, if you want to fix your credit, credit is the number one barrier in America. A hundred percent. We help you fix your credit and understand credit. There's people mm. that do not understand credit and how to leverage credit to their advantage. Wow. So we teach you that, that proper education. Again, the education that back in my community people don't have, I'm trying to propagate that. Wow. Right? Because think about the single mom that mm -hmm. 
she's trying to make it and she's doing whatever it takes, but she doesn't have that proper knowledge to actually go ahead and have a proper credit profile to be able to apply for the home that, that she wants for her family. Mm. Those are the things that I think about. I don't think about the money. Listen, the money's going to come regardless. The money's going to come regardless. I think about what's the purpose, what's the impact that I'm making, how, how am I impacting lives? How am I changing lives? Wow. That's the key. That's powerful. You know, a lot of people sell products and yeah. and the common mistake that you see is people selling their product. You know, if you're selling a product, we build a website. You not tell somebody, oh, we build a website, we're going to build a website for you. Mm -hmm. Right? It's like, okay, website sounds cool. Yeah. But they don't want to buy a website. They right. want to buy a vehicle that can work and get them clients, get them lead yep. while they're sleeping. Yep. And that's why you should sell them. Yep. Right? So when you mention... You know, you don't look at pretty much the money part. You're looking at the end goal. Yeah, the impact. And you know, one thing that I've heard that is really interesting along the same line is, I think it was, I don't, let me say, maybe I'll remember from who it's mm -hmm. from, is like, treat people as ends, not as the mean. Mm. Treat people as the end, yeah. not as the mean. Right. You know, when you treat people like an end, you're doing something for to uh, like something for somebody to have the, for for the end being the person not using the person as the mean to an end to get and you to where you want yeah. to get you to where you, you got it you got so it. it's like yeah it's really powerful so when did you start uh the level up idea where did the word level up came from level up came from so there was a there's a phrase that I usually say, and it's you versus you. And I think everybody... You versus you. I say that everywhere. 100%. Listen, you versus you is you versus you. And I will always drop motivation to all of my homeboys. Nice. Since I was a kid, people would tell me, bro, listen, you need to become like a motivational speaker or something. Because <laughs> I will always... We were in the hood. And I'm ingraining them in motivation. Like, listen, it doesn't stop here. It doesn't stop here. Like, we're way too fucking talented to stop here. There's no way. Wow. Like, we have way too much magic to, to, to stop here. To stop here. The world is full of opportunities. Listen, the world is yours. That's what, <laughs> that's what I would tell them. And they will get fired up and they'll be like, yo, Chris. And again, this is where being a leader is. We need more leaders. A hundred percent. Because then we'll, we will have a more effective world. Yeah. You know? And you versus you came from that. You were the only obstacle stopping yourself from getting to where you want to be. Mm. And as you said earlier in the previous conversation, which again was a delightful conversation, we know the things that we need to stop doing Yep. That's holding us back. And we know the things that we need to start doing to get us where we want to be, but we don't do them. That's powerful. Why is that? That's powerful. I'm going to cut, I'm gonna, I'm gonna cut Cup, Cup, Cup Meyer again. One of my you know, favorite, favorite interview, I like, you know, video that I watch. And Cup, Cup Meyer, he's in, in the field of leadership studies, yeah. and he created four books, right? Like it's, it's like a series of books called 12, uh, 250 Rules of Success, yep. <laughs> right? And he created four books totaling 1,000 rules. And he had an interview and I was asking him, like, you know, 1,000 rules, it sounds like really interesting. But right. Like, is there like, is certain rules more important than others? And he's like, there's one rule. That if you don't master that rule, yeah. all the 99 other rules, 999 other rules would not do you any good. Wow. I 
was like, wow, what is that one rule? <laughs> and I know all of you guys are what excited. Is it? <laughs> yeah. Excited to hear about that rule. And he's like, do what you know you should do, when you should do it, mm-hmm. whether you like it or not. Yeah. Do what you should do, when you should do it, whether you like it or not. Yeah. And that's literally, if that doesn't fire you up, I want to have what you're having. Indeed. Indeed. Please. Bro. <laughs> like yeah. this, I was like, wow. Literally everything, any, anything that would, we, will do, we, we would ever do, would only start from here. Yeah. If we know we should do something and we don't do it, when we should do it, it becomes relevant, irrelevant. But then what else are you doing? When you don't do the things that you, you're supposed to be doing, you're disrespecting yourself. A hundred percent. You're disrespecting those that believe in you. A hundred percent. Those that rely on you. That's why every single time I, I'm, I'm all about execution. And I hate wasting time. And when I waste time, I feel like I'm disrespecting those people that rely on me. That believe the in people you. that believe in me. The people around me. My family. You know, things of that nature. Yeah, that's powerful. You know, it's like... It's easy to lie to other people. Easily. Easy. But lying to yourself, it's not a business you want to get into. Mm. Because you're going to be with yourself (laughs) 24-7. Yep. 24-7. And the the last thing you want to ever do is lose respect for yourself. Yeah. Because when you lose respect for yourself, guess what? There's already a long line of people that doesn't respect you. Yeah. And you go ahead and line up behind those people. Mm-hmm. And actually, those that are actually watching, I, I, I highly encourage you to, to do an exercise after this podcast. Take 10, 15 minutes by yourself in solitude and actually audit your life. And I put a post of it, uh, yesterday, how to level up. You first have to audit your life. A hundred percent. Become surgical when it comes to your life and what's not performing. And you, again, as you said earlier, you know exactly what you need to stop doing. A hundred percent. Write those things down. Be militant to that and stop doing them and then start doing the things that you know that you should start actually doing. A hundred percent. And that, like, to help you do that better, I believe we have two identities. Yep. You know, we have two identities. And there is the one identity that want to do the things we know we should do. And there's one identity that want to do the things we know we shouldn't be doing. Yeah. And for you to be able to take control, you have to sit all of them in the table and just discuss it and find common grounds. Mm-hmm. And when you ask yourself, if you have these two versions of yourself sitting, ask yourself, what's the worst outcome that we all don't want to have to deal with? Mm-hmm. Which ties me to the motivation uh, right. piece we talked about earlier. Yeah. And I definitely want you to emphasize on that. Motivation fades. Oh, 100%. Nobody's going to be motivated. If you meet somebody that, if you come across somebody that tells you they're always motivated. That's a lie. That's a lie. Yeah. You're not going to be motivated. But I have a very effective way to hack motivation. Yeah. You know, if I feel demotivated, I'm like, okay, I know I should do this, but I'm not motivated in getting it done. Yeah. Let's think about consequences of my demotivation and when you start thinking about those consequences and do yourself a favor and take that consequence to the extreme yeah losing your house type of shit yeah 
losing losing your health type of shit. Mm -hmm. You know, and when you take it down there, you're like, if I don't go to the gym today, I'll be like one of those people that are 50 overweight. Yeah. The legs are shot and yeah. they're sitting in a retirement home at 50. Yeah. Yeah. And what does Robin Sharpman says is that when you don't have optimal physical and mental health, that is a that is probably the biggest vulnerability that you can have. A hundred percent. It's not being fit. A hundred percent. And you see, like, there's, if you have, we was, you, we was doing this earlier, right? <laughs> Imagine you have your, like, uh, like health, physical health. You have mental health. Mm -hmm. You have spiritual health. And you have, you know, like, financial health. This is definition to success, I would say, is those four things. Right have to you know have all these four aspects indeed or we spend 80 percent on the monetary aspect right or we spend 80 percent of our time working like building our life around work and guess what do you think 20 percent is enough for us to figure out our physical health for us to figure out our mental health right for us to figure out our relationship with with god our creator yep. or whatever you believe in and we haven't even talked about relationships right right we haven't even talked about a relationship with yourself let alone the relationship with other people mm -hmm. all of that you have to find a way to include it in that 20 percent. you see how challenging that can be yeah but that's why my commitment is to every single one of you guys that is watching this Explore the realm of entrepreneurship because entrepreneurship entrepreneurship will set you free and give you a purpose. Yep. Yeah. When you get to detach your time from your ability to make money, when you get get to detach your place from your ability to make money, you create more time for yourself and mm -hmm. more space for yourself to be able to do things that are mostly important to you, like taking care of your health, your your physical health, your mental health, and actually working on a purpose. That's powerful. Though. It is. It is. And there's and beauty in that. A hundred percent. You know, when you can wake up in the morning and you know you just don't need to rush. <laughs> wow. It's, it's crazy you said that. Like, just the fact of not even rushing. Yeah. That's, that's just... Imagine, like, literally, I, I believe that the hardest thing to do become the easiest thing to do when everybody else is doing it. Mm. And the easiest thing to do become the hardest thing to do when nobody's doing it. Right. You know, when you think about rushing, everybody's rushing. Yeah. And rushing becomes very easy. Mm -hmm. And being calm is like a lot hard to do. Mm -hmm. But when you get to wake up and you like, you get to a position in your life where you're like, I'm not rushing. Get up, sit for a nice 15 minutes, get your tea, mm -hmm. watch the sunrise, <laughs> yep. right? And just think about how the day is going to look like. Yep. Prepare yourself for the day. Yep. Right? You get to 100% have a different outcome <laughs> in life than waking up at 9, trying yep. to rush to your first meeting to the second meeting. It's going to yeah. play out to, through the day. And it's crazy you mentioned that because my success, I had success before, mm -hmm. right? I was working at Microsoft. I'm still working at Microsoft seven years as a senior product manager in cybersecurity. Wow. Right? And I, I got into Microsoft at the uh, age of 20. I didn't 20. even know that. Yeah. Sheesh. Yeah, seven years, man. Seven years. I got into Microsoft at the age of 20. 
when I graduated from Michigan State University. And think about, think about a Dominican guy, kid, because I, I went to college at the age of 16. Wow. Going to Michigan State University, one of the largest campuses in the world. <laughs> it was tough. It's tough. It was tough. I did not see people like us. Yeah. It was predominantly white uh, college. And I didn't feel like I, you know, I was able to fit in, but I still made my way, you know, and I, and I, we actually founded the first technology group at Michigan State University called Leaders in IT. Wow. So I, again, I've always had that, that Leadership. drive for just creating things and, you know, making ideas come to life. Like that's, that's always been my thing. Like what we got to do? Let's do it. Let's say, do it. say less. What, say less. Like, what's the problem? Where, where do we start? Yeah, when do we... Matter of fact, you want to start right now? Let's start right now. Let's That's how I am, right? And, and um, I've always had that mentality, you know? And after I got into Microsoft, that's when I really um, started to understand how critical it is to get up early and dedicate yourself time. Because yep. I used to be the one that I would join a meeting. If I had a meeting, let's say, with the government of Trinidad, Mm-hmm. At nine o'clock in the morning, I wake up at eight fifty-five. Wow! Swear to God, eight fifty-five. And again, this is why self-development is so critical. Because if I think back, I've grown a lot, man. Wow! Like I think it's scary. And those that really know me, my brothers and my cousins, they know that I was not a morning person. Wow, bro! I used to have to fight with the masters every day. It was like a fight with with. With, you know, like with my mattress and pillows, <laughs> you know, because I, I was, I love to sleep and wow. I was not a morning person. Then I came across one of our favorite authors, Robin Sharma. Robin M. Club. Which, I just give that up, to, yeah, give it up to my friend. Which we to hope me. to meet you one day. And Robin honestly, Sharma, if you happen to come across this video, yeah. we admire you. Like, like feature yeah, me on indeed. Instagram and I was super happy and blessed to be part of your small group of, you know, you know, like people that was mentioned yeah. on Instagram, and we cannot wait to meet you in person. Come yeah. to Miami. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Honestly, honestly, please do, please do. I think people here will love yeah. to have him here. One hundred percent. He changed my perspective. Five AM Club, bro. It's like I used to be like, man, this, like there's just not enough time in a day. Just, just not enough time. And that's BS. There's more than enough time. Just wake up early. And I started waking up early, six AM, then five AM. Then I, I started to find the beauty. Wait, of not getting thousand, mind you, we both have two phones, so two you phones, know yeah. that yeah. we're getting calls left and right. And five a.m. no calls. I'm able to sit down and journal and write down write the down. things that I'm grateful for. Because again, I tell people all the time, gratitude is instrumental when it comes to your life. Why? Because when you are grateful, you attract more things to be grateful for. A hundred percent. Wow. You know, that's powerful. <laughs> Let me take that in. Let me take that in. Yeah. You know, wow. There is this aspect, right? Like we, there is two sides yeah. to like literally everything, right? In life, things are created in pairs. Yeah. Have two eyes, two nose, two, like things are created in pairs. And the same thing applied to our ability to think. We can yeah. think about things to be ungrateful for, and yeah. we can find a bunch of them. A human being can manufacture anything Indeed. out of thin air, Indeed. right? And we can think about millions of other things we can be grateful for. Mm-hmm. It's just a matter of perspective. You're yeah. gonna look at the right, or you're gonna look at the right, the yeah. left. You know, yeah. and when you commit to the right, 
guess what? You're going to see everything, a lot more things on the right. Yeah. And that, I think that relates a lot to your idea of oh, gratitude. Like, it's, I'm telling you, I think back and it's just, it's insane. Like, th- my success went, in, it, was, it was insane. Waking up early, hitting the gym, meditating. I was getting into meditating. The 2024 minute. Yeah, I was journaling. <laughs> you know, I was journaling. And then it got to a point where I was like, man. This is dangerous. Life is so beautiful. I started to understand how precious life is. You know, regardless of how, of how much money you have. Yeah, you know, I have this notion of unfair advantage. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah. I say that word maybe ten <laughs> times. If I send you an email within the last twenty-four hours, you're gonna see unfair advantage there, because it's like so unfair when you when you commit yourself to a life of learning, when you commit yourself to like seeking understanding because we we have to grow yeah whatever we understand today if it's the same uh, the same understanding we have tomorrow it's a problem yes indeed we have to be able to you know create a little bit more understanding and that may be a page of a book Mm -hmm. you know these these books is less than like like less than a thousand dollars i guess but these books have made me literally like i would say thousand times more indeed because just the idea mm-hmm. that somebody have built a business being in a business world for 60 years learn from their mistake expensive mistakes and they decided to commit months to write a book yeah and just put it in your hand for 30 dollars that's crazy it's like just insane. I don't believe there is a better gift you can give to somebody. Yeah. Instead of like beside giving giving birth to a son or daughter. Right. There is not a gift you can give to somebody that can be more impactful to them than a book. I agree. You know, Bob Proctor, and his soul rests in peace, had a book that was given to him by his mentor for over 60 years. Wow. Think and grow with had that book. Literally, like, imagine a 60-year-old plus book. He read it every single day. And he attributed all his success to that book. Wow. How much value do you think that book is to Oh, yeah. Was to him. Right? Yeah, and wisdom. So much wisdom. So, if you are not reading today, do yourself a favor. Start with audiobooks if you yes. you like you currently not a person that like to sit and read books and develop the habit of reading because there is literally nothing else that you can do right now that will be more valuable to you than getting a piece of knowledge. Yeah. It's gonna save you a lot of time and a lot of resources and a lot of mistakes. Yeah, and it's there's so many different keys in books. Like and, and, and again, where I I come from an environment where Again, being the smart one, being the nerd, being the one that reads is not seen as a cool thing. A hundred percent. And this is where in our, in our culture, we preach the wrong shit. We preach the popping bottles uh, because, again, we're trying to impress other people because we're trying to live for other people. We preach consuming drugs because for whatever reason, that, that's cool. And fucking up your body is cool. That's crazy. It's insane. You know, so it's, it's like we're preached. The reason why we are in this cycle when it comes to our culture is because we repeat the same stuff and we're preaching the wrong things. And I'm telling you, 50 Cent, which I'm a big fan of 50 Cent, 
I read one of his books and he said, you know, in this book, I've given all the keys to success. But I promise you, you tell somebody from the hood to read this book, they won't read it. Wow. That's crazy. Sheesh. That all the keys, that you, basically all these books are mentors. A hundred percent. You have mentors in Literally all these books here. that all you have to do is just read. Wow. And he said nobody would read it. No. Because, again, the mentality, the mentality that reading is crazy how the things that the things that do us good in our culture are perceived to be bad. But then the things that are super bad, like getting high, popping bottles for no reason, wasting our money on liabilities, those are the cool things to do. Right? And this is the environment that we live in today that we have to make sure that podcasts like this one definitely get shared so we can get that message out there. A hundred percent. So if you're if you are loving this so far, go ahead and click <laughs> the like button and share button because this is a mission. We are in a mission to pretty much not only inspire you, but empower you with like actionable steps yeah. to be able to, you know, get into entrepreneurship because I believe that the only way we can really, really create the freedom that we want to be able to take our money, like our time off our ability to yep. make money, our place mm -hmm. that we have to be off of our ability to make money and be stuck with people Mm -hmm. We like until we get to be independent and decide to who we want to associate ourselves with. Yeah. We will not be able to control what we consume. Indeed, indeed. And you know, one thing that I mentioned was that each one of these books can be considered a, a mentor. A mentor. A hundred percent. Jordan Peterson. Jordan I read Peterson. his book. And the house. He's my mentor. Right. Yep. And imagine <laughs> all these books. See, there's another set over there. Yeah. Right. And, and think about how people. The glamorous things when it comes to enterprises to become the CEO or the CFO or the CISO or not the CIO or not the CTO. But aren't you the CEO of your life? Right. Aren't you the CFO of your life? How do you control your finances? Literally. So we are CEOs and, CEO and, and CFOs and CTOs and all these C-level executive titles of our own life. We are the creator. We are at the wheel. See we can that? do whatever we want. And <laughs> yet we... Wow, this is powerful. <laughs> You know, I haven't thought of it like that. I always, you know, talk about responsibilities. But if you're obsessed with titles, why not take that title? And put it to your life. Put it to your life. Apply it to your life. You want to become the best C uh, CFO when it comes to your life? Audit your finances. What's coming in? Uh, what's coming out? If I want to purchase something, I want to budget. I also want to invest. I also want to have some sort of retirement account. I also want to make sure that I'm investing for long-term wealth and generational wealth so that those that are coming after me, they're good to go too. That's wow. the CFO. That's the CFO job. Wow. This is powerful. <laughs> you know, Chris, I know oh, there's so much things we can get into. Yeah. You know, like when it comes to motivation, how do you get motivation? I mean, like I said before, like, you know, like motivation fades, but fades. my motivation comes from being better than who I was yesterday. That 1% percent commitment of getting that, that 1%. commitment of 1%. Getting that How 1%. do I, and again, probably people are thinking about 1% when it comes to money. Again, forget about the money. Money's going to come regardless. It's I about like that factor. I like that. It's going to come. And the bank done. If you are an expert in a certain domain, in a certain field, in a certain career, Money's gonna cash. Listen, it's gonna be cash flow coming in. A hundred percent. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. Right? But one percent comes from 
What did I do today that's going to make me a better leader? What did I do today that's going to make me a better partner, a better son, a better friend? What are the things that I'm working on that is going to make me a better individual as a whole? So that until that now, I become a value to society. Not a liability to society. Not a liability to society. Like how most people are liabilities to society. A hundred percent. Because why? To lead is to what? To serve. To serve. You know, and so, you're never going to be a leader until you learn how to serve. Oh, 100%. I'm telling you, when I do my classes, when I do my workshops, when I'm at Microsoft, when I'm at a conference, when I'm with anywhere, I want to be of service. I want to, how can I be of value? And for those that hit me up on Instagram, I never say what's up. I always say, how can I be of value? Boom. How can I help? How can I enrich your life? Wow, think of a better way to build relationships. That's what it is, right? Because people think about, you know, oh, I want to, yo, like this entrepreneur is getting money, man. I need, I need to meet this person. If you approach life like that, you're approaching life like an opportunist. Opportunist, 100%. Somebody that's trying to just get an opportunity. No. Build genuine relationships. That's going to lead you to actual success. 100%. If you go for that approach when it comes to benefiting from other people, you're only going to have short-term success. You, mm. wanna, you want to aspire to have longevity. Longevity. And whatever you do. That's why I always go for genuine relationships. I don't care how much money you make. I don't care what car you drive. I mean, we have that. We have that. You know what I'm saying? So it's like... What is it? Like, it's like, <laughs> yeah. You know? So wow. those are the things that, I, that, I, that motivate me. Also, of course, you know where I come from. I come from a less privileged environment. I come from Washington Heights, Harlem. That's where, I, that's where I come from, bro. An area where if you're not affiliated with a gang when you're 12, 13, bro, you're getting beat up every day. Wow. An area where... Decide. Oh, yeah. And I'm going to tell you this. I, I lived in Washington Heights. I went to school in Harlem. Wow. Two different gangs. Two different gangs. And because I saw the environment that I grew up with in Harlem, in that high school, that even if you had... A razor or a blackberry back then, it was gone. I saw my own friend get a gun pointed at him to take his phone. Broad daylight. Wow. And then, daylight. and then at 12, because I got into high school at the age of 12. Wow. At the age of 12, I got to high school. At the age of 16, I had colleagues of mine that were 21. And we were competing sports, same thing. I was still playing baseball. I was still, you see what I'm saying? So it's like I always had that drive. I, I, I always had people that were older than me and more mature than me. That's why I've always been super mature at a very early age. But me coming from that environment at 12, 13, I'm like, damn, I'm going to have to join this gang. Why? Because my brother and my cousins went to the same high school as me. So I thought to myself at a very, young, at a, at a very early age, if I join this gang, not only am I getting protection for myself, but I can also protect my people too. Your people too. I grew up in an environment that if we went home, we had to go home in packs. Wow, you cannot go home alone. Oh, if you go home alone, you're at risk of wow. getting jumped or getting your phone stolen or getting money that your mom worked super hard for you to get it wow. taken from you. That's where I come from. That's where my motivation comes from. Because I don't want people to go through that. You know? So it was to the point that if one of us had detention, we all had detention because no one's going to go home by themselves. And my brother would tell me, don't get detention today. Don't get attention. Like, you know, like, don't get detention. Like, I, I want to go home. And th in those days, I would not get detention. Mind you, I was always a really, really good kid. 
student and everything. But again, things happen, you know? Things happen, yeah. But it's like, that's where I grew up. I came from that environment. I come from that environment. And it builds you. It builds you. It molds you. And it, 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 you're a beast. And you know, I think this is one of the unfair advantage. I like using the word unfair advantage oh, yeah. a lot. That we had that, like me specifically, growing from growing up in Africa, was able to experience both yeah. sides of the spectrum. You know, so it give give us that unfair advantage. Today, a kid doesn't have the opportunity to experience that. Yeah, yeah. And there is a <laughs> level of grit and a level of you know strength that develops, it. and a level of know-how to deal with adversity that creates when yeah. you have to go through that. And this is a call out. This is a call out to all the all the people that I, that grew up with me and come from that environment. Here's my question: Where's that motivation? Where did it go? Where did it go? Because we come from the same environment. We come from the same the same ambiance. Where's that drive? Wow. How did he lose that drive when we went through fucking hell? Bro, we went through hell. I remember. And again, these are moments that. I'm proud of, and that built the bond between my brother and my cousins. We all played baseball. Hungry. Hungry. Bro, and we used to gather coins. Coins. Wow. Quarters. Quarters. To be able to buy a chicken broccoli order, which was $5 back then. Wow. I think about that, and I'm, I'm proud of that. Because that, that was genuine love, bro. There's magic in that. There's magic in There's that. There's beauty Putting in that. money together to be able to do something. Coming together as brothers. You know, I think <laughs> that right now there's a preach, a preach of individualism, everybody for himself. And yeah. you're never going to be like fulfilled yeah. if you live life based on everything you can do for yourself. Because yeah. if the problem is just yourself, you're easy to crush. Indeed. But if your problem becomes bigger than mm. you, you have a reason. Indeed. You have a reason, and that purpose is much greater, and that purpose will <laughs> lead you, motivate you to do things that you're not, you couldn't, cannot even believe you could do. Yeah. You know. Yeah. You know, like, you build this. Uh, when exactly did you start the level up? You know, it's crazy. Level up is only a year and a half old, bro. A year and a half old. <laughs> bro, how many students do you have? Oh, we got two thousand three hundred and sixty members, bro. 2,300. One of our brands, one of our brands, I'm not, I'm not going to mention her name because people will know about it, but one of our brands, we had revenue of like close to 800K in six months. 800K in six months. Without marketing. Without marketing. Without any system, without automation, without email marketing. Again, these are things that you learn. You learn. As an entrepreneurship, you're going to learn about marketing. 100%. Lead generation, you have to. systems, automations, yep. CRMs, operate. There's so many different parts of a business that you become a student of. 100%. And that's what I really want you to fall in love with is understanding how to run a corporation. Again, I don't come from a family where people join Microsoft yep. or my dad was a CEO. No, none of that. I'm the one that was, I wouldn't even say chosen. I hate when people say that. Chosen. I'm the one that's brave enough to... So dare to, to, to dare to face. even do that. You know what's incredible? <laughs> what's incredible? Like being from Africa, I came here in 2016. Yeah. I didn't speak English, zero. And the last thing somebody would want to do at that, that at like coming from Africa crazy, is bro. try to be a marketer, yeah. get into the marketing industry. Literally, wow. my roommates, someone that you feel like it's gonna be there for you, told me that. 
what makes you think somebody's going to hire you to do their marketing? That's crazy. They you don't even serious. speak English. You don't. You don't even speak English. That's crazy. You don't have a degree marketing. You have to study marketing. You have to get this degree before you get to be able to be hired to do marketing. That's crazy. And guess what? <laughs> I did it. Yes, indeed. Yes, the indeed. African way. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. The African way. Yes, indeed. I love it, bro. When you, when you just have to do something, you find a way to do it. Indeed. You find a way to do it. And when you said you just what you was the one that dared to yeah. give it a shot. Yeah. Guess what? It happened. And here's a question. Why not you? Like, why not you? A hundred percent. That's a good question. Right? Why not you? The, the thing here is, guys, you like literally don't get threatened by what you don't know. Yeah. Because you can easily learn. And easily, but easily learn is... By choosing the way you want to enter your, start your entrepreneurial journey strategically. Finding the person that you resonate with that is ahead of the curve yeah. that you can follow. Yeah. And people like Chris and all the other guests that I, that I have here have paved the way. Yeah. They have made the mistake. They took the mistakes out. You know, Chris, in your program, like if you was to just, you know, just, just give us the concept of the, like the, the things that you have to experience the hard way. Learn the hard way to be able to create a system that people can follow without having to fail on their own. Well, I think the expertise. Expertise. If you're going to teach somebody how to repair their credit, I would hope you've done it at least 100 times. Right? So the, the reason why I now offer that as part of the ecosystem is because my first company that I ever built was actually a credit repair company. Because I assessed my environment back in New York City and I said, man, it's hard to find Somebody. a minority with good credit. That's one of the biggest barriers the biggest till barrier. this day. Yep. I come from an environment that if somebody gets a car, they're going to they're gonna have to put it on someone else's name because they don't have the proper credit profile to take it out themselves. Mm. I come from an environment that somebody purchases a home, they have to put it in someone else's name because that person can't, they just do not have the credit profile. Wow. And here's the thing, instead of thinking about how can I actually repair my credit and learn about credit, our people, and it's so sad and, and very unfortunate, they'd rather just accept the problem and continue living the cycle. Wow. So my credit wasn't good. So guess what I did? I learned about credit. Learned I fixed my own credit. Boom. First stop. Then I fixed everyone's credit in my, in my family. And then I found more about automation and I built my first credit repair company, which was called CM Financial Solutions. Wow. First and last name, Financial Solutions. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Oh, that's epic, man. You know, so I started with that. But I think it takes a lot of expertise, a, a lot of failures to, lot of to actually learn lessons. Yeah. To actually learn what, what actually works uh, when it comes to trading. When it comes to trading, and this is how I know that I've grown and I'm telling you, go through this journey. Go through this journey. Everyone has the magic to do it. Mm -hmm. You're just probably hesitant because you're thinking about the hard work that's going to take. And I'm telling you, that's just part of the process, right? But when I first thought about trading and I was actually introducing to trading, I didn't have the mindset that I have now. Mm -hmm. I, the mindset I have now is a learn-it-all mindset. I want to learn it all. Everything. It doesn't matter. I'm what curious it is. to understand how things work. Yeah. I used to be the one, and again... I wasn't born here. I was born in the Dominican Republic. Wow. 
accent. People tell me, oh, Chris, you don't have an accent. I do have an accent. But I've worked so hard to sharpen my English. Because, again, in, in Michigan State, I was the only Dominican or black or colored person out of 500 in one classroom. Wow. So I, I was always thinking, how do I make sure that I'm also competing sharp. and I'm sharp? As much as possible. So I was the one that if I heard a new word, I would write it down. And then I'll Google the word. Google the word. I'll find the definition, then I'll find an example of how it's used. And the whole next week, I'm using that word. That's it. It was to the point that my... That, <laughs> it was to the point, listen, that my brother used to be like, yep, he learned a new word. People were already finding the pattern. They're already finding the pattern. Because that's how surgical I was to sharpen my English. And how wow. to communicate effectively. Right? Wow. So things like that, right, is that you have to go through to be able to then offer a service. So when you come into Level Up, you're able to understand how to fix your credit, how to get business funding, you know, how to file for ALC. What does it entail when it comes to entrepreneurship? You know, how do you navigate entrepreneurship? If you want to invest in, in uh, long-term stocks, we show you that. If you want to learn about marketing, funnels, Upsells, we do all that. Wow. You know, mindset, we, we, we work on mindset. We provide books for people to read, accountability partners, an entire ecosystem. ecosystem. Where not only do you grow as a person, but also if you have a business, you're also able to scale your business too. And level the, up. The partnerships and the relationship, yeah. that, the brotherhood that you have created. Oh. You've created a community of people. Oh, man. I thank my community every day, man. It's, I thank my community, man. We had a conference in New York City, the Level Up Conference. We had people fly out to New York City to attend our conference. Wow. I had my mom attend my conference. I had my aunt attend my conference. I had people from my block attend my conference. Epic. And it's like, people will be like, oh, bro, what the fuck is going on? Like, <laughs> <laughs> they're like, that's the beauty of growth. Yeah, they're like, oh, we know you're doing things, but we didn't. We didn't know think that. it was like this. Yes, and I'm like, we're just getting. Listen, this this is just the beginning. Uh, I saw the <laughs> Forbes, the <laughs> Yahoo Finance article. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've been featured on Yahoo Finance, Bloomberg, Forbes. I mean, so many different outlets. Um, thank the Lord, you know. Um, so it's it's just stuff like that that I feel like you have to really work on to be able to offer that service and offer a community that people feel like they're a part of. Hundred percent. You want to make sure that, that those people are part of the community, and, and then again, they're also contributing to your program. Hundred percent. Chris, like when you sit down and think about like how far you have came, <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> could you have pictured this? Yes. When you started it? Yes. I pictured this since I was a kid. Wow. I pictured this when I was in that one bedroom apartment in, in New York City, banging out push-ups. At 13 years old. This is expected. That's expected. This, this is an expectation. That's how personal I take things. And people call me crazy in my family, but it's just like, that's how crazy you have to be. You have to have such massive belief in yourself that it's like almost you have to be blind with faith. Blind with faith. You have to see something that you can't see. 100%. When I was 14, I told people, listen, <laughs> wait till I get older. And I told my mom, I cannot wait. I cannot wait till I'm at least 18 so you can see where you're going to be at. Wow. And when I was 20, I was able to buy her a condo in a city in the Dominican Republic. She always wished she had one. And I bought her a condo. Boom. 
<laughs> this but, is like, this is expected. The, yes, there's times that I'm like, wow, man. Of course, you you always want to reflect on your growth. But I always knew that I was gonna be here, and and and, and we're just getting started. Just getting started. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, man. We have so much magic, man, and so Bro, much culture. I like you. you like I'm fired up already. <laughs> I'm super pumped already. Yeah. <laughs> and, it's, and it's that. And I'm telling you, when I'm in Thanksgiving, you know, when I'm at Thanksgiving or a holiday with my family, I'm, I'm putting just motivation. Drilling it down. It, I'm telling you. Putting like, the anchors. Like, it's just like, listen, this is what we got to do. Or if not, hey, listen, this is a project that I'm working on. I want you to be a part of it. Because it's not just you winning. We all got to eat. The we whole family got to eat. And 100%. you got to put people in position to eat. Because it doesn't make you a bigger person if you made it or if you're in a, in a great financial state, but those that came up with you are not doing well. That's why I always try to share every opportunity with every single person. Listen, I want you to be a part of this. I think you'll do a, a phenomenal job. I'll show you. I'll teach you. I'll mentor you. Show you the way. Yeah, I'll show you the way. I'm never a person where I'm, I'm trying to like hide back knowledge. Or, no. You know, keep the light. No. No, share the light. Share the light. Shine the light. Share the light and God will bless you. A hundred percent. You know, yeah. I have this beautiful quote <laughs> that I always quote. I said, share the most of what you want the most and it'll come back to you 10 times over. Oh, yeah. 10 times fold. A thousand percent. Literally, you don't have enough time. <laughs> find a way to give someone your time. Yeah. You know, actually, one of the blessings that I had is to have Grand Cardone mm. at two in the morning sat with me in the, in the hotel lobby in New York City. Wow. Literally. Like, I was, 2016, I felt like I was lost trying wow. to break in through the industry, bro. And it was like, and I looked at people, was like, who do I think have answers? Yeah, yeah. Came up with Gary Vee, came up with Grant Cardone. That's amazing. And I made it my commitment to meet these people. Mm -hmm. So one day, Grant, Grant, Grant Cardone was in New York City, and he was on Snapchat, you know, back then Snapchat was hot. Yep, yep. And I saw the hotel he's stay, he staying in. And I went to the hotel at 8 p.m. and sat in the lobby. Wow. And he came at 2 a.m. Wow. He went out with his friends and his wife. And the minute he walked into the lobby, I got up and was like, Mr. Grant. It's like he knew. It's like, you've been waiting for me? Crazy. I was like, yeah, I have a couple of questions. I believe you are the only person that can answer them for me. Wow. He's like, how long you been here for? I was like, I was like about six hours. He's like, you're crazy. If you <laughs> was in Miami right now, I would have hired you right away. Wow. He told me that. And he's like, let me walk my wife upstairs and I'll come back down. He walked up and came back down. Wow. Somebody, melting, 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 millionaire. Jet, everything, came back and shared the light with me. That's amazing. He sat down with me in the lobby for a good amount of time, I believe almost an hour, just talking to me, what book are you reading? It's like, I'm reading this, I'm reading that. It's like, okay, this one, it's outdated. This is what, the one you should read now, right now. Wow. This is what you should do, this is what you should do. And at the end, I literally didn't even get that idea. I was, I was like, I didn't even get that idea. I was like, oh, I'm more than pleased. And he's like, where's your phone? And I pick up my phone and I give it to him. He's like, 
this guy, this guy's gonna have some massive success in his life, folks. Follow him. Grant, at that time, I don't know, maybe I had like negative wow. something in my bank account. Wow. And today, we are here. Yes, indeed. Right? <laughs> and it's all about sharing the light. It is. And Propagate that. The bigger you get, the bigger your light is. Oh, yeah. And oh, the yeah. more people you can shine the light on. Yeah. So things like Level Up Academy, it's really, really powerful. Definitely. And, Thank you, man. Thank and, you. And, you know, the commitment. The commitment. <laughs> and no, it's not easy. There's a lot of other things that you could be doing to make oh, yeah. a lot more money than what yeah. that would do for you. But you yeah. made a commitment to do that. Yeah. And that's the same commitment that, you know, streams to things like that. We've been here for like a good amount of time. Definitely. Definitely. Really like going through this <laughs> for people to be able to get something out of this that they can leverage indeed and you know contribute to the business indeed, and personal indeed. life so guys me and chris can go all day yes we can but <laughs> you can we want to make this short so you can really enjoy it but if you enjoy this share it with any friend that you believe should should hear this should see this if you're listening to the podcast share it to anybody that you think should listen to this and comment like and subscribe to the channel on YouTube. And we have the eFormula Facebook group. You can request to join. You're going to see the link in the description. And I will add you to the group. Chris is going to be there. Every single guest in the podcast is going to be there. And the commitment is to be able to create this community of entrepreneurs that can help other entrepreneurs start the journey. We will do a, a workshop. Indeed, yes. That you, love to. you guys would be able to join us well mm -hmm. after this. So, Chris, thank you for coming. Thank you, this brother. This is powerful. You, man. I'm glad we got <laughs> to do this. And again, the custom. We have a custom that I just started. Every guest that came to the podcast will have access to my library. Yes, indeed. Chris had the opportunity to drive and look into it. <laughs> I have a set of books here. You see... And more on the other side, and Chris got through all of them, and he decided to pick 12 More Rules for Life Beyond Order by Jordan Peterson, an incredible book, and I would suggest that you read it if you haven't read it yet. It's a powerful book. And Chris, why don't we do another episode so you can share a little bit about what you yes, have done? Indeed. I'll book. be journaling. I'll be taking all this in, and then I'll definitely be bringing back the insights as well. Amazing, bro. Thank you Looking for coming, brother. Thank you, brother. Thank you. Brother. <laughs> <laughs>